Bitch, it's fucking 2021. We're single, we're beautiful, we're confident, we're independent. We don't need a man to ask us out. If you want to gargle on some balls on Valentine's Day, then you go out there and you go get yours, sis. Welcome to another episode of Bad Bitch Bootcamp. I'm back, even though you don't deserve me. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, your hostess with the mostess, because I do be doing the fucking most sometimes, Violet Benson. So welcome to a special episode today of Too Tired to Be Crazy. It's Sunday, Sunday night, actually. It's finally being released. And no, it's not because we didn't have an episode on Thursday. We did on schedule, but it's because today is a special day where some of you guys may be feeling a little sad. So I figured why not release a special episode specifically for Valentine's Day. I know you're so happy to hear from me on Valentine's Day because you think you're alone, but guess what? You're not because you have me, your roast beef cooter sister. And I'm here to channel that inner bad bitch that you are. We're in this shit together. Did I take edibles before this recording? Yes. Do I regret this decision? Not sure. So stay tuned. Okay. So before we get into this week's bad bitch bootcamp slash maybe I'm still a dumb bitch question mark. <laughs> I kind of wanted a I wanted to announce the fact that I hired a brand new producer to help me with the show. So now moving forward, our episodes are going to be on time. I'm going to feel less stressed out. We're going to be releasing merch soon. Once we get all organized, we are going to start including the listeners in these episodes. We are going to do um, very soon a call-in place where you get to call in live to these episodes and ask your questions, dating questions, sex questions, life questions. So I am really excited for all of that. But one suggestion that my producer, my brand new producer had was she thinks that I don't talk enough about my life and she feels like I need to share more. I genuinely prefer to just give dating advice, but she thinks I need to tell you also about my current dating life. So I would love to get your opinion on this. So after the next little section of me talking about my current life, please don't hold back. Let me know in the DMs or even in my podcast reviews if you want me to talk more about my dating life or to talk less and just stick to dating advice. I will totally be cool with either one because honestly... Talking about my current dating life situation, where even though it's usually non-existent, does make me a little uncomfortable. And I do have a total need to be in control, which is why it's hard for me to share when things are happening in the moment. But she thinks I should do it. So let's try it out. So I kind of wanted to update all my baddies on what's currently going on in my life since it's Valentine's Day and everything. I recently went out on a date. I think it was a date. I'm not sure because it was with one of my really, really good friends. And I feel like it's such a weird, like gray area when you decide to take him maybe to the next level with your friend. Cause you don't know if like, are we just friends? Or is this like a friend dinner or is this a date? Like what constitutes this as a date? Like if we kiss, are we just friends kissing or are you like sexually attracted to me and you want me to be your wife or is that too soon? It's like, I don't know, it's weird and it's it's hard to explain. So let me give you guys some background on this, what I am so embarrassed to talk about, but my producer made me. 
Okay, so this guy and I have been really good friends for a really long time, like almost 15 years at this point. We may have or may have not hooked up in the past. I don't really count it. It was like six, seven years ago and I was drunk. He does count it though. <laughs> he loves to remind me of it. I personally didn't know how to handle that when it happened. So I remember when he was texting me a little bit, like trying to pursue me after I slept with him, I literally blocked him. So whoever invented ghosting, congrats, because I invented blocking way before that. So yeah, <laughs> That's how awkward I felt after sleeping with my friend. And maybe I have dated a few of his friends in the past. And by a few, I mean kind of all of them. But it has been over the course of 15 years, although technically his best friend was my Valentine's last year. <laughs> but I, I, it gets really awkward when I remind him of any of this stuff. So I probably should stop. But anyway, moving on. That's for another time. We have been talking a lot lately, more than usual, I think. Like every day, but I didn't really notice it because it was just happening. I honestly haven't even thought about how I felt about him until one day he was taking too long to answer and I randomly opened my phone to check his location. Yes, I do have his location and we're going to ignore that part. The fact that I actually do check his location all the time because I just like knowing where he is. Let's pretend it's not creepy at all. But I checked his location and I saw that he's not home and I immediately panicked. I was like, where the fuck is he? Is he on a date? Oh my God. And because I panicked so much, instead of dealing with those emotions, I texted him and I was like, hey, you need to set me up with one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> instead of being like oh hey I think I like you maybe I was like let me self-sabotage and just be like send me up with one of your friends because I just checked your location I don't know where you are so I'm freaking out and by the way a day or two later I went to work out with one of his best friends that I went out with and then he was there too and he was like oh I didn't know you guys still keep in touch that's so that's so sweet and I was like yeah for sure so then I was like hey are we still on for dinner and he was like yeah we are so then I was like, okay, cool. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I can still fix this. I mean, still, this could still be a date. Anyway, I ended up thinking myself into an anxiety spiral. I really had to compose myself and think like, okay, V, do you like this guy? Or do you like him now because you were scared for a second that he may like someone else? Is it the comfort or do you really like him? Because I started, you know, getting worried in my head that what if I only am going out with him because I don't have any other options right now? Because, you know, quarantine. Like, what if there, I did have other options? Would I still like him? And I just started to overthink it. I overthought it so much that not only did I go through 700 different outfits, I was giddy, I was excited, I shaved my whole body, even though I was like, uh, I'm not going to hook up with him. But then I was like, well, maybe. And I was like, V, no, you know the rules. You can't hook up with him. And then I was like, well, just in case. And I still shaved myself. And I was like, you little hoe. But I was like, no, it's just for the hell of it. So yeah, I shaved my whole body, picked an outfit that was like, looked sexy, but then it was like also not trying. So he doesn't know I tried for him. Then I actually took a little bit of edibles because I was so nervous which was not a good idea because it kicked in in the middle of dinner. Then I wouldn't shut the fuck up. I was nervous. I, it was it was the worst. It wasn't like I was even hanging out with my friend anymore. I don't even know who that girl was, but it wasn't me. But anyway, this guy, he is cute. He's successful. He's hardworking. And no, I'm not going to set you up with him because I still don't know if I like him or not. But the reason I'm telling you guys about this is because it is Valentine's Day and I am currently alone recording this episode. Not with this guy I just completely talked about randomly to all of you baddies, to millions of you. So that means that, yes, we did go on a date a few nights ago. 
and I felt like it just wasn't it. I feel like I ended up working myself so much wondering how I felt about this guy that I feel like I went insane in my head trying to get ready only to leave the day feeling very mad. But now the more I thought about it, the more I started to wonder, what if I just psyched myself out because it's so much easier for a lot of us, including myself, to keep dating the same type of men that you're used to, whether it's that toxic guy or the emotionally unavailable one or the mama's boy or that stranger that you're romanticizing. It's so much easier to continue to date that same pattern of men because then you know what you're getting yourself into. And deep down, you know that you don't actually have to be yourself. You know that you probably don't even have to be vulnerable because it's probably not even going to last by then. You know that there's an expiration date on these relationships. So in a weird way, you feel safe. And I know it sounds crazy, but when you continuously date the same men, you kind of know what to expect. So even if they keep ghosting you, you're already expecting to be ghosted. So you feel safe knowing what's coming. You got so used to being let down, to getting ghosted, to getting your heart broken. So it's this weird sadness blanket that you're now used to laying in. You find comfort in sadness and endings. And it's actually a real psychological thing that we do. And I think that I may have a problem with that as well, because I overthought this date so much that I think I tried to psych myself out of it. Because when you go out with someone you know really well or someone that is so similar to you and things feel so easy with them, you communicate well, you, you have the same hobbies, you like the same movies, it's so easy to talk to them. They just know you so well that even your mind games don't work on them. When you're dealing with someone that may actually be healthy for you and good for you, as much as you fantasize about it before, once it's here, you can feel like you're exposed and it's scary. It means that you actually have to try. It means that... They see right through you and they see the real you. And then what if they don't like it? Because I think that hurts so much more when someone sees who you really are deep down inside your vulnerable self, your inner child. And they're like, nah, not for me. That hurts versus when you're just dating a guy, you know, it's going to end. So you can pretend to be whoever the fuck you want to be. And then they leave you and you're like, yeah, whatever. I wasn't even myself. But then even worse, what if you, they see the real you and they do like it? And now you're forced to enter something you're not used to, aka a healthy stable relationship. Sometimes we think we're ready for that until it's right in front of us. And I think, I guess I chickened out because I work so hard on loving myself and I preach it to you guys all the time. And I genuinely love myself. I believe it. I feel it. And it's there. I know how to love myself, but I guess I realize now that maybe I haven't figured out yet how to love someone else or how to let someone else love me. Because when you take away all those games that you have in the beginning because you're dating somebody that can actually be healthy for you, I don't know. I think it's scary. So look, maybe maybe this guy really is not my person. Or maybe I self-sabotage because of my need to constantly be in control of every situation. So I guess TBT here which AKA means to be determined. But today we are going to talk about bad habits and our need to be in control and all of that. So that's kind of why I brought this part up. I do feel super vulnerable talking about this, but I do think that this is good for me because me coming to this realization does mean that I am one step forward to accepting love. Now that I do understand that here I am still self-sabotaging, even though I love myself, you can still, you know, not accept love. Self-awareness, baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't love the fact that right now I air my flaws to millions of people, but hey, if at least one person can relate to how I feel and grow from it, then this was all worth it. So now here I am single, 
eating ice cream, Doritos, chips, cookies, and a hot dog because, you know, edibles. We'll hang out with you guys, which is honestly way more fun than going on a date with any guy. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell myself. <laughs> so anyway, my whole point is, who cares about Valentine's Day? I want to remind you guys of something I once said a few years ago because even I had to give myself a little reminder today. So here it goes, okay? If I hear one more girl complain about being single on Valentine's Day, I'm going to lose my shit. There are bigger problems in this world than somebody not licking your taco on Valentine's Day. Instead, do you boo-boo, hydrate, moisturize, love yourself. Sometimes I even love myself three times a day if I'm really bored or re-watching Bridgerton. And then in those 20 minutes, if you still want a man, that's okay. You go out there and you go get some. Bitch, it's fucking 2021. We're single, we're beautiful, we're confident, we're independent. We don't need a man to ask us out. If you want to go suck some dick, I approve. Go get it. If you want to gargle on some balls on Valentine's Day, then you go out there and you go get yours, sis. I'm here to remind you that you're glowing. You're thriving. Those phone calls you once prayed for, now you don't even answer. So remember that. You're welcome. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, guys, but seriously, we put so much pressure on Valentine's Day when it's literally just another forking day. We should not be putting so much importance on a random day in February that Hallmark created just so they can sell some cars and shitty stuffed animals to us. Instead, you should buy an amazing greeting card that I... I'm selling. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is not even an ad. But if you remember two years ago, um, I used to have a shop and I was selling dirty greeting cards for Valentine's Day and they would constantly sell out. So this year I decided to do it again, but just do one of my greeting cards. So I partner up with O Companion. And right now you can buy for your best friend. If she's single and crying, she can now masturbate her tears away with my vibrator, my single girl package, which is a vibrator and a dirty greeting card that says roses are red. So what if you're single? I bought you a vibrator to make that tingle. You're welcome. So buy this to your best friend. And if you use my code VDAY, you can get 45% off of my package along with the whole site. So get your best friend a vibrator, get your mom a vibrator, get yourself a vibrator, get your boyfriend a vibrator for his butthole because, you know, we could all use a little vibration in our life. But um, definitely check out this um, single girl package that I have going on with O Companion. I will put it in my description. It's limited quantity. So it's only going to be available for a few more days. So I am actually obsessed with that and you guys should support me and you guys should check it out because I'm only bringing it back um, for the next couple of days before it's gone again. It's on ocompanion.com and I think it's also in the link in my bio on daddy issues. But anyway, it's time for us to prioritize our relationships every day, not just on February 14th. And by relationships, I mean relationships with ourselves with our girlfriends, with our families. We should be focusing on getting rid of bad habits and emphasizing the good ones so we can all grow as people. So for today's Bad Bitch Bootcamp, we're focusing on our health, wellness, and habits, specifically our bad habits and what they're costing us. So for example, research found that being jealous of your friends on social media, even when you don't realize you're being jealous, but you're just scrolling through, getting angry that someone else is living their best life and you're not, it actually causes clinical depression. Yeah. So right now there are three bad habits that we all currently do that hinder our growth. Those bad habits are unhealthy beliefs about others, unhealthy beliefs about ourselves, and unhealthy beliefs about the world. 
So let's start with unhealthy beliefs about ourselves. That basically means when you're thinking you're disgusting, you're a failure, you're unlovable, and so on. It's that self-pity that's keeping you stuck and holding you back. When something bad happens in your life, sometimes the feelings that come with that can make us feel uncomfortable. It's really hard to sit with your emotions or with yourself and just deal with it. So instead, we end up being mean to ourselves for feeling already low. Like, of course, he left you. There's a reason why they never stay. Or you're just a good time and nothing more. Or why does no one ever love me? Why does no one ever stay? What's wrong with me? Maybe I don't deserve love. Why does this only happen to me? Those type of beliefs. Then there's the unhealthy beliefs that we have about others. And that has to do with social media and all that stuff. That's basically believing that other people have control over our life as if we don't have a choice about how we respond to things, as if they're not just a supporting role in our movie that's our life. We suddenly someday decided that they have way more power over us and suddenly they're the main character in our life, in our movie. When you're comparing yourself to others or blaming others for your life, it's a downhill battle. Not only your friends or even random people on the internet, especially now it continuously happens with the pandemic. We think we're making a good point when we're calling out some random influencer for being in Mexico or I don't know, Italy or whatever, you know? oh, you suck for being there, blah, blah, blah. And it's all this anger that we're projecting. We think we're being, you know, responsible, but really we're just using all this negativity and we're allowing this random person that we don't know to take over our life because we don't think it's fair that they're having the best time ever. Let's be honest. While we're stuck at home, it's a little jealousy and it's fine. It's normal. We're human. We all experience that. But now we allow this person to take over our lives, to take over our emotions, to ruin our day. And for what? You think that you DMing some stranger on social media is going to stop them from living their life? You're in denial. Or whether even it's a bully that you have from seventh grade that was so mean to you. And for some reason, that trauma still lingers on. Or your ex that cheated on you, which is why you feel like you can't trust men to this day. Or your dad that was never there for you. So that's why you only date shitty men. You're so busy comparing yourself and hating on other people for having what you think is a better life than you do. That you spend so much time obsessing over them and hating them for living their best life so that they have now become the main character in your movie. Well, you're simply now a bystander or an extra in your own life. We don't realize how much that negative energy is actually causing us to harm ourselves. So we sit there and we think, why does everyone else keep winning? Well, I can't even catch a break. Well, babe, you can't catch a break because you're so busy focusing on everyone else that you forgot that you're no longer the main character in your life. And now the last unhealthy belief that we have is about the world, aka I deserve this. Deep down, we all want the world to be fair. And we think that if we put up with enough pain, that we'll be rewarded for it. And that the good guy, the underdog, always wins while the villain gets his karma. But time and time again, we have to accept the fact that that's not always the case. Actually, more than often in this world, bad people get to live good lives. And the rich get richer while the underdog gets overlooked, gets fired, gets cheated on. So you think to yourself, I'm a good person. I deserve a good life. It's not fair. But we have to accept the fact that the world is not fair and that the world doesn't owe us anything. You have to understand, I'm angry because I'm not accepting what reality actually is. And the reality is that I have no control over who succeeds and who fails in life. 
I have no control over what's fair and what's not fair because the world is not fair. I only have control over what I choose to do with this information that I'm getting. I only have control over what I choose to do with my actions. I only have control over how I process things. I only have control over my actions and my life. So once you understand that, you have to believe that, yes, you, can, you can't control the world. You can't change it either, but you can change your world. You can create your own world and you can make it the best that it can be with whatever circumstances you currently have. You also have to understand that your current circumstances are not going to be there forever. That if you're currently in a bad position, it's not going to last because once you even hit rock bottom, there's only up from there. Even changing the smallest little thing in your brain, one little small habit, if you do it every single day for a whole week, already your brain neurons are going to start changing. For example, if let's say every day you wake up and you check Twitter and it makes you angry because for the first hour of your morning, you check Twitter. Now you're angry. You go on and you bring that anger into the world and you attract more anger and more hate from the universe because you're telling them this is what you want. So if that morning, one day you woke up and you said, you know what? I'm not looking on Twitter today. Instead, I'm going to meditate or I'm going to hang out with my kids. Uh, if you have any kids, so you're like, oh, shit, I have a son. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel, you have a son. You haven't spoken to him in three days. It's time for you to focus on him. But you know what I mean? You, you do something positive. You change that bad habit. You replace it with a good one. And that's one little thing that you change in the morning. After one full week. It will literally change your life. And research found that after one week of doing one good habit, replacing a good habit with a bad one, you will start replacing more bad habits, more good ones, and your perspective on the world will slowly start to change. But before we can bring in good habits, we have to first deal with our bad habits. And I believe that those three unhealthy beliefs that we have are three bad habits that we all need to work on. So what you have to understand is that it's tough to stay resentful when gratitude starts to come in. And that's where I'm talking about when I talk about changing your perspective. Our mind is really hard to change once we become convinced that this is all we deserve or that the world's unfair or the people suck or that we're stuck in whatever current situation we're in. So it might be very natural to feel defeated after you fail, but you cannot allow yourself to become convinced that you can't succeed or that you don't deserve to be happy or that bad things only happen to you. You have to fight the feelings of feeling helpless. You have to gain control over the situation and you have to break this kind of negative cycle before it begins. The meanest friend I've ever had is myself. My exes think that I was mean to them. Ha! Huh. They haven't even seen what I've said to myself. That's why when you're going through hard times, good habits are not enough. You need to also get rid of the small bad habits if you ever want to survive really bad moments. That's the secret to being mentally strong. You gotta start countering unhealthy beliefs with healthy ones. Exactly what I just talked about with the waking up every morning, going straight to Twitter when you know it's going to ruin your day. Instead, you meditate or you talk to your child, Rachel, and you're going to start to notice a big change in your outlook within a week. Watch how quickly you're going to pick up more and more good habits and you're going to go from miserable to hopeful. So... I think it's important for everyone to sit right now and think about what current unhealthy beliefs are keeping you from achieving a better life. I'll start. For me, my unhealthy belief is that the world will end if I'm not in control over everything. 
I know deep down that it's holding me back. I'm holding myself back, whether I'm self-sabotaging relationships because it's my sick way of being in control or whether I'm pushing people away because I'm such a control freak that I feel the need to be so independent that I don't need anyone that I forget that there's actually people out there that do want to be my friends, that do love me. And it's okay to accept that love. So I know that that's what's holding me back. I say mean things to push people away because again, I need to be in control. And one thing that my friend told me recently that really resided with me that hopefully you guys can take away from this as well is that she told me, speak when you're angry and you will make the best speech you'll regret. And that really stuck with me because she is 100% right. Because it's not the snake bite that gets us, it's the venom. So I just wanted to show you an example that you're not alone. As much as I preach about changing your perspective, you know, being positive and all that, like I am one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. And yet I still have these unhealthy beliefs I also have to work on. My, me needing to be in control, me sometimes pushing people away, you know, it's all there. But as long as you're self-aware and you're willing to do the work, every day you'll keep growing and you'll become a better and better version of yourself. And that's the best thing that we can offer ourselves and for the people around us. Hey ladies, quickly want to shout out one of my favorite self-care brands and that is Love Wellness. They're a great personal care brand that you need to know about if you don't already, but I've Pretty sure I've been talking about it nonstop on every single one of my episodes. Um, basically, they're a woman-empowered community that keeps it real fun and simple as you travel along your wellness journey. They're body-positive, science-based, and made with clean ingredients. The products are researched and developed by a team of women, and I love hearing that. Yeah just women, including doctors, nutritionists, and holistic practitioners. One of their amazing products is their do-it-all wipes. I'm constantly using it. Whether or not I have a partner that I'm sleeping with, I still want to make sure that I'm fresh down there, especially because I've been trying all those different things to bleach my butthole, which did not work. But I love them because they're great. They're gentle. They're intimate cleaning wipes that fit perfectly in your purse or whatever it is that you want to put it. You can get it at lovewellness.com slash violet and get 20% off of your order with my promo code violet. They're made with clean organic ingredients like coconut oil, aloe vera, and chamomile extract. They're super soft and gentle on the skin, especially if you have sensitive skin or an active lifestyle. These wipes are just perfect for you. So why not take care of your body? Find their do-it-all wipes at lovewellness.com slash violet and get 20% off of your order using my promo code violet. I literally do not leave my house without them. Okay, so now let's get to a little bit of dating stuff, even though we're going to continue to focus a little more about habits and you'll see what I'm talking about really quickly because I think when it comes to dating, sometimes even when we think we are loving people selflessly, it's actually coming from selfish reasons. So I want to talk about it. But first, let's talk about the fact that as women or to my gays or to my gender neutrals, we focus so much on what a man wants and wanting to figure out secret tricks on how to hook a man's heart. I literally fall for this all the time, or at least I used to. Every now and then it still happens. But you got to remember that it's about becoming your true self, which will attract a man. So all those bad habits we're fixing, all that, it's for us. 
But we're going to be the best version of ourselves is when we're going to attract somebody who's the best version of themselves. But we think, oh, we'll bag a man by being what he wants. But his whole life, he's gotten exactly what he wanted from the love from his mother to his first girlfriend that told him she loved him after he jackrabbit fucked her for three seconds on prom night. And she thought that that made her special. So being what you think a man wants or giving him all of your love from the moment he gave you attention will eventually bore him. What will help you stand out is being your best self. It's crazy how I finally realized what attracts men the most is just being yourself. When you're the best version of yourself, the most confident bitch out there, that's what entices him and makes him want to be around you and other people in general as well. That's when he wants to change himself and suddenly be the guy that never wanted commitment. Now he desperately wants it with you. When you stop trying and instead work on yourself, respect yourself, you will start to attract people who hold you in that same high regard as well. And I'm preaching this because even I sometimes forget this part. I think I respect myself so much and then I fall and I feel insecure for a second and I quickly go into that, you know, trying to be overly sexy for that guy or feeling like I have to offer sex in order for the, to get the guy's attention. Trust me, it's a process that every day you have to remind yourself that you're worth it enough without spreading your legs. You want to make sure that somebody is into you for your mind, for your heart, for your soul before they're into you for your pussy. So if you are one of those girls that probably somehow keeps missing all my messages about self-love because you're like, okay, I'll love myself once he loves me. Duh. V, please. I don't care about that. I'm so desperate. Give me a little quick trick to get his attention. I need a little toxic fix, V. It's Valentine's Day. Don't be cruel. So, okay, fine. I am going to give you this is unlike my other episodes, but I'm going to give you a quick little trick to my little toxic queens out there. Or promise me, this is the last time, okay? After this, rehab. Dickless rehab for you, okay? This is a trick that I that I actually thought was a really good one, so I'm going to share. If you're trying to get a guy's attention, playing games and ignoring him on all that stuff, it doesn't work because then if you're ignoring him or trying to play games, he's just going to think that you're not interested and he's going to try to get attention from some other girl and he's going to leave, which is actually not the craziest thing I've heard before because she's actually kind of right. Sometimes... I feel like I've played games in the past and then they just, you know, get that attention from some other girl that's pretty needy. And then I'm like, shit, I should have been more needy. So she was like, instead of doing that, she's like, do the opposite. Start telling him um, how much you like him, you know, respond to all of his texts, tell him nice things, compliment him, um, call him sometimes, um, you know, be available Say little cute things to him, like good morning, baby, good night, things like that. And then poof disappear for a day or two. Suddenly he doesn't hear from you. And at this point, he got so used to you acting like you're his girlfriend that he really was like, oh, I got this bitch in the bag. But he didn't realize that you trained him to get used to getting attention from you. So now when you're like, poof, and those two days you go completely MIA, which holy fuck, is that what happened to me and this guy? Did he do that to me? <laughs> oh shit. I mean, actually it kind of worked. So the minute you disappear for a minute, 
and telling you not, he's not getting the attention he's used to getting from you, he's going to start missing you. And he's going to start wondering what happened to you. So then when you come back around, acting like nothing happened, you're like, hey, baby, what's going on? All that. He's going to be eating out of the palm of your hand. And I hate that this toxic advice is actually so freaking good. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of good. You should try. You should tell me if it works. Anyway, moving back to my healthy advice. <laughs> Men will always put you to the test. So if you give, they will take. Men don't mean to disrespect you, but they will be testing how far they can go in the beginning, whether sexual comments in the beginning, or it's him trying to do Netflix and chill with you instead of taking you on a real date, or it's... Or they're just trying to see if you really keep your word when you say that you don't fuck on the first date. It actually happened to me even with my guy friend. We went on a date. We started to make out and stuff. And then he's like, let's go upstairs. And I was like, excuse me? I don't think so. And then he was like, okay, yeah, whatever you want. Literally, we were on our date. And he was telling me how he doesn't take girls seriously if they sleep with him too fast. Because that tells him that that's what they're looking for. And if a girl tells him no, it's okay. I want to wait because I want to get to know you emotionally before we sleep together. Then he's more interested. He literally tells me this on the date. Then after the date for our little nightcap, we start making out. He tries full on tries to fuck me, tells me, let's go upstairs. And I was like, are you serious? No. And he's like, okay, whatever you want. And I was like, what? So it's a, it's a fact. Men will still put you to the test. I said, I don't do that. He was like, okay, we still made out. So he was like, okay, let's see how far she'll go. Then he offered sex. I said, no. And then he was like, okay, yeah, whatever you want. So I'm telling you, it's, it's a thing. They're, men are really simple. We think they're complicated, but they're very simple. So when they say something, believe them. Anyway, if you offer, men will take. So it's up to you to show that you respect yourself enough to keep your word. So stop trying to impress him. Who cares what he thinks? He should be trying to impress you. Why offer him your body and your whole ass personality when he hasn't done anything to earn it? In the end of the day, babe, whether you want to fuck him on the first date or you're saving yourself for marriage, make sure that you're doing it for yourself and not to please someone else. Because I know that sometimes my episodes come off as if I'm telling you that it's wrong to fuck him on the first date. I'm not telling you that. You can do whatever you want. I'm telling you based on research uh, that I've done from reading uh, books that were written by men and based on research that I've done talking to different men and even on this date. So I'm doing that based on that. But of course, if you want to get yours and get yours, but always make sure that you're doing it for yourself and not doing it for the guy to like you. Even when you're holding off on sex, make sure that it's because you're doing it because you're not ready to fuck him, not because you're hoping that that'll land you a relationship because it's not about him. That's the whole point. It's about you and what you're comfortable with and you feeling safe before you spread those legs open. But I will leave you with this. A man falls in love emotionally, not through sex, because sex is easy. Intimacy is hard. So no matter how many books I've been reading... It all has the same conclusion. Success in love is not about looks. On the contrary to what Instagram makes you feel, it's about attitude. Men need a mental challenge, a woman with a quote unquote, an edge. So for example, if you're that nice girl and we've all probably read why men love bitches and she talks about the nice girl, the nice girl is that girl that gives her all and already starts to post all those quotes on Instagram about how when you find the right woman that loves you so deeply and I don't know, prays for you, then she's a keeper when you guys only dated for two weeks. Slow down. This nice girl jumps in blindly before her attention is even reciprocated. She tries so hard to figure out what he likes from her looks 
her outfit to trying to figure out how to play it so he will want her, even though she never stopped to realize that she barely knows the guy. And we've all been there. Also, literally like five minutes ago when I gave that toxic advice to my little toxic ladies. Although I actually really stand behind that toxic advice. Um, Sabrina from 1995, that show, <clears throat> the main character's colleagues tells her that the way she speaks about her crush makes him seem like an illusion and that illusions are the most dangerous types of people because they have no flaws. And that's what happens when you jump blindly into dating somebody. And within two weeks, you're already doing your best to want them to like you because you're so desperate to be loved that you create this whole imagination of who this person that you're dating is. But in reality, you don't know them. You just want them to love you. But it's like, babe, love yourself first. And then I see these women sit there and they talk about how beautiful it is to find someone who asks for nothing but your company. And I hate those quotes because I think it's false. Because by the way, love is selfish. Love is not free. And I, I, I think it's very manipulative to sit there and to tell people that you want nothing in return for their love because that's not true. What you want in return is to be loved back. And what you want in return is their time and for them to be exclusive with you and for them to be vulnerable with you. So I don't want anything except your company. No, you want a lot more than that. You want my advice. You want my time. You want my warmth. You want my positive energy. You want all of me. So I think we also need to come to the conclusion of the fact that love is selfish. You know when love does become selfless? When you have kids. I think that's one of the few times that we actually have selfless love. Because usually when you love somebody, it feels really nice when they love you back. And the reason I'm talking about this, and some people may disagree with me about everything I just said, is because I think sometimes you want to be loved so badly, whether it's people we just met or it's our exes or whatever it is. What you need to understand is that you can't control how other people feel about you. And that's where the control part comes in with the, the habits. People that love you are always going to find their way back to you, no matter how jealous or how possessive I feel sometimes. I always make sure to tone it down when I like someone because I myself would hate to feel trapped or having to tone down some of me just to make someone else happy. You know what I mean? So like, why would I ever make someone else feel that way? When you look at a beautiful sunset or a full moon or a mesmerizing view, you stare at it with awe. You admire it. You don't think to yourself, well, if only I had more of this or less of that. You take it in just the way it is because it's perfect just the way it is. And I think it's important to do the same thing with the people that we love instead of trying to change them or trying to mold them to be the people we want them to be because we created a fantasy of them or trying to force them to love us back. You have to remember that people don't belong to people. You can't force someone to love you back. You can't force someone to be with you. And you can't force someone to change themselves just to make you happy. Even if it works for a bit, it won't last long term. And I'm talking about those times where we talk about somebody changing just for you. I actually find that very alarming. I used to think that that was a good thing, you know, like you're dating somebody and then they start to change their habits for you. It's alarming because that's not going to last. People can only change for themselves, not for other people. As shitty as it is to hear People are allowed to change their mind at any point. People are allowed to walk away. People are allowed to outgrow the current situation and even the current partner. Just because you love someone to the point that the thought of it hurts, it doesn't mean that they have to love you back. 
No one owes you their love. No one owes you their compassion. No one owes you their kindness. So all of those quotes that people write about like, you know, people who love greatly and have big hearts deserve the same back is a bunch of bullshit. Like, yes, everyone does deserve love and the greatest love. I hope you find it. But you need to go out there and you need to find it. You cannot expect it or even demand it from someone who is not your person who doesn't feel the same way about you. It is beyond unrealistic and it is setting you up for failure to make you think that you're not worthy of love or something like that when in reality you are worthy of love just with your person and the person that's standing right in front of you just happens to not be your person and that's okay. Where this is coming from, it's not even just about dating relationships. This is even with friendships. It's something I had to come to a realization lately, like recently with one of my friends. Our biggest issue is that I don't love her the same way she loves me and I constantly feel like shit about it. I somehow hurt her feelings all the time without even meaning to because she takes everything I say so personally because she she loves me so much and that's our biggest issue. And I finally had to come to the realization that I will never be able to love her the way she loves me and that maybe we're not meant to be friends because we are both setting ourselves up for failure because I can't offer her the love that she needs back from me and she can't offer me the friendship that I need back from her, which is like, you know, to tone it down. But that doesn't make either one of us a bad person. It just means that we are not a match. And that could be the same thing for you in your current relationships, whether it's friendships or dating wise. You can't change someone. All you can do is try to understand them and to love them the way that they are or walk away from it if it's not for you. People grow when they are loved. So stop trying to dim someone else's light just because it makes you feel insecure or not good enough. People should only change for themselves, not for others, okay? I hope you can take all of this in. This whole episode was just about our habits, our mental health, and all of that. So I also hope you had a beautiful day today. I hope you weren't too sad. I hope you realize it's just another day and... um yeah, I will talk to you guys again on Thursday, but please DM me if you have any questions. Also, let me know your thoughts about the fact of uh, me sharing a little personal story of myself today, of my current life. Let me know what you thought of that. Don't forget to leave me a little review if you felt happy with this episode. Um, and yeah, hope you guys had an amazing, beautiful Sunday and I'll see you next Thursday. Love you, baddies. Bye.